All right, hey, good afternoon. How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for coming out in the rain. We're in Mark chapter 6, and the story that Mark leads us to this afternoon, Mark chapter 6, verse 45, 42, I believe 44 to 52, it's how Jesus walks on water. And so really quick, this is your first time here, we want you to know that we are a church that exists to sing all people. doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what uh, ethnicity you are. We want to see all people know, love, and follow after Jesus. And as, and as Rich shared, we were excited about what God is doing, what he's going to do, and what he's doing, not just in City Light Church, but in the Church of Taiwan. And we're excited about what the future holds for our church and our community. Uh, this afternoon, you guys, I, I want to just talk to you guys a little bit from a heavy heart. I think over the past couple of weeks, if you've seen uh, the news or if you've been experiencing anything as far as media goes, it's just... There's this heaviness that weighs upon the church because there are issues that we need to respond to. And depending on where you come from, it could be anything from the, the news with China, there's the news of the pandemic, there's riots that are going on in America, and if you continue to watch this stuff, it just weighs on your soul. And as human beings, I think the one thing that we love more than anything is certainty, right? We love to plan and we know how things are going to go and when they're going to happen. I mean, I, I, think, I have Taiwanese friends who are planning for their kids' college before they even have kids. And that's a great thing to be people who plan, but sometimes as you look around you, plans don't go the way you think they should or you think they will, and so how do we respond? You see, the, the church has not been left without power, without instruction, without teaching from Jesus as we face issues like the pandemic, like racism, like corruption, like life not going the way we planned. We're not left helpless. And so this afternoon, Mark leads us into the story where Jesus walks on water. And the whole thing that he wants to put before us is as Christians, we're called to live lives of obedient faith. And how many of you guys know that sometimes living by faith is not always the easiest thing to do, right? And sometimes, you know, living by faith is a toil, like it's just a fight where you have to fight for faith. 
。那如果说要呃讲到那个是平心静生活，其实是很痛苦的，而且你必须要经过一些挣扎才能够得到这样子的信心。Yeah, but this afternoon there's four things that Mark is going to tell you. He's going to tell me about Jesus Christ and about who He is. That is going to encourage us. That's going to set us up as we continue to live lives of obedient faith. Today, we see the Bible, is through Mark, telling us four things about Jesus that can help us to have this faith. So, to stand for the reading of the Word of God, we're going to read verses 45 to 48. Let's stand up and read Mark, chapter 6, verses 45 to 48. So, we won't read all this. We'll read just、uh, all the way to. He wanted to pass by them. All right, so we'll read this in English first. Ready? One, two, three. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to the side of. While he dismissed the crowd, after he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. Well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Very early in the morning, he came towards them, walking on the sea and wanting to pass by them. 好，中文，马可福音第六章开始，请。事后，耶稣立刻随门徒上船，叫他们先渡到对岸的伯塞大去，等他自己叫众人散开。他离开了他们，就上山去祷告。到了晚上，船在海中，耶稣独自在岸上。看见门徒辛辛苦苦的摇橹，因为风不顺，天快亮的时候，耶稣在海面上向他们走去，想要赶过他们。Right. Let's pray together. 我们一起祷告。Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. 主，我们感谢你给我们的话语。Thank you, Lord, has power. 谢谢这个话语带着能力。Father, as your church, we are reliant upon your word. Would you speak to us this afternoon and give us revelation of who Jesus is? 主，我们教会是建立在你的话语上面。愿上帝今天下午用你的话语来跟我们说话。Holy Spirit, bring revelation in Jesus' name. 圣灵，求你启示我们。这样祷告，奉耶稣基督圣名祈求。Amen. I guess we see it. So last week, if you weren't here, last week we talked about where Jesus did this amazing miracle where he fed close to eight thousand people. 那我们知道上周讲到呢，提及耶稣喂养了一喂养了八千个人这样子的神迹。And so as we begin this next part of Jesus's ministry, if you look at verse forty-five, it says this: Jesus immediately made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. 然后在四十六节这里就讲到说，耶稣随即催门徒上船，先渡到河岸去。Now, if you look at the picture of what's this describing, it's almost this picture where Jesus is rushing his disciples, pushing them into the boat, and saying, "Hurry up and get to the other side." 这一段话呢，其实呢，就是在告诉我们说，耶稣一直在催赶他的门徒赶快上船。And, it, and the Gospel of John actually gives us a picture of what's going on in this moment. John chapter six, verse fifteen says this. It says, "Therefore, when Jesus realized that they're about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself." 耶稣知道群众要来强迫他做王，所以就独自退到山上去。All right. So here in this moment, the Gospel of John, what you have is Jesus does this amazing miracle, and so many people like it that they're saying, "Jesus, right now in this moment, we're going to make you be our king." That because Jesus did so many miracles, so many people wanted to make him their king. 
And so I want you to stop and think about that because right now Jesus has like eight to ten thousand people who are like, Jesus, right now we'll follow you wherever you go, just come and be our king, and yet he walks away from that. And I'm sure his disciples, as they're looking at these crowds, are thinking, this is great. Like, Jesus, all these people want us to be, like, their leaders. They want to follow us. Like, this is a great place to, to plant a church or to set up our ministry. And yet Jesus' command was to tell them to walk away from all of that. The first thing that Mark wants us to realize is we live lives of faith is the first thing that we need to be about is we need to be people who trust in the commands of Christ. You know, living by faith is not easy because many times it doesn't make sense. Why would Jesus command his disciples to go away from popularity, go away from success, go away from comfort? And I think as, as Jesus is putting his disciples into the boat, the disciples are probably jaw dropped. I mean, based upon the last story two weeks ago, not wanting to get in the boat again. And they're wondering, what is Jesus doing right now? Why is he sending us this way? And what we realize about faith and obedience is it's all about trust. Are we going to trust who Christ is and what he says? Because here, here, here's the thing about Christianity is that as the Bible tells us that we are people who don't bend God's word to ours, but we're called to bend our lives, form our lives in, in, in under his word. And as you look at this story, obedience to Christ actually led them into a place that was difficult, that wasn't easy. That disobedience would have got these guys probably a warm bed, a huge meal, a lot of people following them, and instead Jesus said, I want you to follow me away from all of that. And as human beings, all of us have this tendency to be really in awe of success. We love to be successful. We like people who are successful, and we, we, we tend to gravitate towards that. And yet Jesus is saying, I want you to trust me. I want you to follow me, even though I'm leading you away from all of that. Hebrews 11.8 says this about faith. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, even though he didn't know where he was going. I mean, how many times in our lives is it like, is it like when Jesus tells us to do something, we say yes, and then the details come later, right? 
们会先说好，上帝我愿意，然后之后上帝才告诉你将要做事的细节呢。It's so much about trust. You know, if you have your Google Maps, it shows you the the route that you're going to take. But following Jesus is so much. You're just driving, and you're like. Left turn here, right turn here, but you don't know exactly where you're going. You're just obeying the voice and telling you when to turn, and you turn. 跟随神不像是跟着一个这个地图哦，他告诉你哪一条路要开几公里哦。跟随神就是你在走的当中，他突然间说你往左转，你就往左转。And the thing about faith that Mark wants us to realize is that faith requires obedience. 那这里呢就讲到说，我们的信心呢是有一个要求的，他要求你的顺服。And at the same time, obedience. These guys getting to this boat and walking away from all that requires faith. 但是就好像这些门徒呢，他们远离了一个成功这样的一个场景，而愿意上船，这样子呢，也是要求有一个信心。The Bible never talks about Christianity being a faith where you don't obey, and it never talks about obedience where you don't have to exercise faith. Um, Christianity says that obedience requires faith. And being a Christian, having faith in Jesus means that you're going to obey Him. You know, there's this illustration that's been used before, but it's like if I go to my kids and I say, "Hey, kids, I want you guys to clean your room." And I have three kids, and I go back 30 minutes later, and they're all sitting in a circle in their room. 那三十分钟之后呢，我就到他们去房间检查，结果三个人呢全部坐在一起啊。And I said, Hannah, you know, did you guys clean your room? 然后我就说 ，Hannah， 老大，你有没有清理你的房间呢 ？She's like, no, Dad, but you know what? What we did first is we sat in the circle and we talked about, okay, what do, what do the words actually mean? Clean your room. 那我就他就说，爸爸，你知道吗？其实呢，我们一开始呢，听到你这样告诉我们，我们就坐下来讨论一下那个清理房间这个定义在哪里。And then after that, you know, Hudson had this great idea. It's like, Dad, we're gonna we're gonna write a song and gonna, we're gonna be singing about cleaning our room and obeying you, cleaning our room. So we, so we sang that song. 然后老二哈森就说，哎呀，知道之后呢，我就开始呢。And then, and then finally, Isaac's like, "Well, let's actually just write a story. What if we actually cleaned the room?" Dad, are you blessed by that? Of course not. The room is still a mess. They didn't obey anything that I said. 当然不以为傲，因为他们的房间还是脏的。And many times as Christians, we get in this place where we can talk about obeying Christ, we can sing songs about the commands of Christ, but we never actually obey what Jesus has told us to do, and that's not what He wants. 所以会进入很多时候呢，我们会讨论，我们会唱这样子的诗歌，说我们要顺服，我们要信心，但是我们却没有实际去做，这个不是神要求我们要的。And one of the things for City Light Church that we are attempting to obey is this call to be a bilingual church. We talked about it earlier. It's something that we do every single week. It's not always comfortable. There are a ton of things that we're trying to get better at, but for us, it's not an option. If God has told us to do it, His commands are not optional; they're to be followed and obeyed. And so we're going to do that as long as He wants us to do it. Alright, as you continue with the story, it says that He told them to get on the boat. He commanded them to go. And so Mark says, "Listen, you need to trust in the commands of Christ." But then he says this. 然后呢，在四十
五节，我们看到呢，耶稣催他们上船。马可也说呢，我们一定要信靠耶稣这样子的一个吩咐。接下来说什么呢 ？In forty six, it says after he said goodbye to them, actually Jesus went away to a mountain to pray. 四十六节，他耶稣呢辞别了他们，就往山上去祷告。Then in the midst of the busyness, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of all this kind of stuff going on, Jesus, who needed to sleep, I'm sure. He walked up to this mountain, spread his body on the ground, and began to pray. 经过这么多的这个大事的发生，我相信耶稣应该是需要休息。可是呢，这一节却告诉我们，他到山上独自去祷告。If any of us ever have this excuse, I'm too busy to pray. Look at Jesus. 如果说呢，你们有曾经听过自己这样讲，哎，我忙到都不能祷告，我们来看看耶稣这里怎么说。That Jesus has left this mass mob. He sent his disciples on the boat. He has so much that he's done all day, and he gets away and he begins to pray. 耶稣做了那么多的事情，还安排他的门徒要做什么、做什么、做这些、做那些，但是最后他还上山去祷告。And you might ask this question: Well, what was Jesus praying for? There's a couple of things that Jesus was most likely praying for in this moment, but I just want to talk about one. Jesus knows that his disciples are going to be tested by their faith as they go out into the storm. And I believe that in this moment, after this long day, Jesus is on his knees and he is interceding. He is praying for his disciples. And as I thought about this, this thing of this aspect of Jesus's life this week, it struck me that Jesus knows your weakness. He knows your situation, and he intercedes and he prays for us. That in the midst of the greatest mission, like salvation of the entire universe and humanity, Jesus takes time to draw away, to get on his knees, and pray. For his disciples. 全世界的救恩，这个耶稣，他就是还花时间为我们代求。这个是我们的。Because in this in this life of this fight of faith, Mark wants you to know that we are helped by the prayers of Christ. That He intercedes for the church. That He knows your weakness and that He prays for you. 马可呢，透过这两节两这一句话，就告诉我们说呢，耶稣他用祷告把我们撑住。The Bible says that Jesus actually is what we call a faithful high priest. 那圣经也这样讲哈，耶稣他就是一个信实的大祭司。And that Jesus was actually tempted in every single way that you and I are, except without sin. 耶稣也在凡事都受试验，但试探，但是他却没有犯罪。And so he prays for you. 所以他为你祷告。He prays for the church. And this is what he says about his words to the Father in John chapter eleven forty-two. He says this: "I know that you always hear me." That the prayers of Christ is not just is not from a creature to a creator, but the prayers of Jesus are a son to a father, and he is praying for you. 我们知道耶稣的祷告并不是一个受造物去跟一个造物主祷告，而是一个
The, the prayers that City Light needs, the prayers that you need most, the prayers that I need most are not our own. It's not our friends. It is the intercession of Christ, and He is doing it all the time for your benefit and on your behalf. I mean, what if, what if like your most respected Christian hero or leader texted you? Maybe some famous pastor or Christian leader that you really respect. What if they texted you and they said, Hey, I just want you to know that every day, all times throughout the day, I'm praying for you. 然后这个属灵长辈呢，是你很敬重的。然后他就在简讯里面说呢，你知道吗？每一天我都在为你祷告。I'm praying that that you would mend, that you would not fall. I'm praying that you would be faithful. I'm praying that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm praying that you would finish well. 我的祷告就是呢，你不会跌倒、绊倒，你不会呃，就是坐不下去。然后我会祷告你一直是信实的。how encouraging would that feel? I mean, how much confidence would you receive from knowing that? And what Mark is saying is, how much more should we feel that way? Because it's true that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lord of the universe, is praying for you. That when we experience pain and suffering and things that are too deep for words, he's still praying for us through the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, it says this. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we don't know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Listen to this. Because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I mean, we all heard of religions and gods where you have to pray to them, but have you ever heard of a God who prays for you? That he prays to Chiputra, Jesus prays for you. No, that, that John, Jesus praying for you. John, Yeah, yes, he's praying for you. That city like Jesus is interceding for us. And, and as we experience this fight of faith, guys, we should be encouraged by that, that we are not by ourselves, that he's praying for us. Alright, so if we go on to the story, it says in verse 47, well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on land. In verse 48, it says that he saw them straining. Alright, so I'm sure as the disciples, like I said before, they're in this boat, they're experiencing another storm, and let's just be honest, I think that they're thinking to themselves, 
Man, guys, like, ever since we started following Jesus, anytime we got in a boat, this happens. Like, we're going to have to go back, we're going to have to talk about there's another way to get it from one side to the other. Because once again, they're in a storm. And it says that they're stuck right in the middle. Like, they've been at this thing for hours and they're stuck right in the middle. And I wonder how many of us feel this way that there are moments where you say yes to Jesus and there's like this initial obedience and then you start following and then you just feel stuck and you don't know how to move forward and you don't know how to progress and you feel stuck. Well, in this moment, I want you to be encouraged because Mark tells us that when the disciples were alone at sea, stuck in the middle, it says that Jesus sees them. That distance doesn't keep Jesus away from seeing and watching over his disciples. There's one theologian who says this, that living becomes an amazing thing when you realize every moment of every day you were living before an all-knowing, all-seeing creator who knows you and who sees you. And when we were in these times, like the disciples were stuck in the middle and were straining and were trying, a lot of times we feel like, where is God? Does he see me? Has he forgotten about me? And Mark says, he is there watching and seeing and caring. In the Psalms, David wrote this beautiful thing in Psalm 139. It says this, where can I go? Like, where can I really go to escape? Your spirit, where can I flee your presence? That you are not forgotten. That you are not alone. That in Christ, the Bible says, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That the disciples thought that they're alone, man. Like they're straining at the oars, they're trying really hard, and the whole time Jesus. He's watching it. He hasn't forgotten about it. He hasn't left it. You know, there are these there are these friends that I have that are in Taiwan and they talk about when they go to the temple and they go to pray before a before an idol. And he said many times what they have to do is they have to go to the idol and they have to tell them their name, where they're from, their address, and all these details to make sure that this idol blesses the right person. But this is not the Christian God. This is not Jesus of the Bible. Jesus says, I knew you before you were born. I created you, and I've not forgotten about you. 
这样子的神明呢、啊，不是我们在圣经里面说的上帝哦。因为呢，圣经告诉我们说，在我们还没有出母腹之前，他就已经知道你了。Psalm 139:13 says, "For it was you who created my inward parts; you knit me together in my mother's womb." 十篇一百三十九篇说，我的脏腑是你所造的，在我母腹中，你塑造了我。All right. So, at verse forty-eight, he says he saw them, and what were they doing? It says that they were straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Guys, this is that toil that I talked about earlier. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, maybe in in a maybe in the in the ocean when you're swimming and the tide's coming, and you were working as hard as you can. But you're getting nowhere. You guys ever experienced that before? 有没有人在海里面游泳的时候呢？你真的是费尽了所有的力，可是你发现你还是没有，你还是离岸很远。And this is that experience that the disciples are going through right now. 这就是四十八节所记载的这个门徒的一个状况。And guys, many times in our life, it's the same with faith. That often obedience to Christ creates more tension, more moments like this in our life than not. 这就是我们现在所在说的。很多时候，因为我们的信心，我们的顺服，结果呢，造成我们在生命当中拥有更多的一个压力。And it says right here in verse forty-eight, they were having trouble because the wind and the waves were harassing them. 那这里也讲到说呢，因为风不顺嘛。Okay, so the word harass or the word against, excuse me, it says against. That word actually means harass. The word against here in verse forty-eight means harass, like they're attacking the disciples. 这个英文的这个跟中文这个完全的不一样哈。Yeah, so here. 中文就讲不顺，不顺是什么意思？就是不顺。So here, what Jesus is, or what Mark's describing for us, is that the wind and the waves were harassing the disciples, so they couldn't obey the command of Jesus to go to the other side. 那因为呢，在这里就起来说，这个不顺的风让他们很难去顺服这个他们当初要顺服的上帝。That there is a major obstacle for them to continue to obey the command of Jesus. 那在如果他们要去完全的顺服耶稣的命令的话呢，他们看到的就是一个非常大的困境。Read about if you guys remember where the, the disciples are stuck at sea and they're about to die. The danger was death, but in this one, the danger is failure. 那第一个他们所遇到的困境呢，就是死亡。可是这里呢，这里这一节所在呃记载的，就说他们的困境是失败。And I want you to stop, but I want you to think about your life. 那我们来停下来想一想我们的生命哈。And I want you to consider all the obstacles right now that are facing you, and that may be hindering you from being fully obedient. To Jesus's commands or the call that He has upon your life. 来想一想，我们生命当中有什么样子的一个一个困境，让你呢不来顺服上帝。I want you to think about the toil of life at times. 也来想一想，你现在正在生命当中经历的痛苦事件。Because in this story, what we're going to find out is that Jesus allowed the disciples to stay in this moment for a while. 那如果我们继续读下去呢，我们会看到耶稣他允许门徒在这样子的状况当中有一段时间哦。And I think what Mark wants us to see, you guys, is that the greater the adversity, the greater the revelation will be of who Jesus is. 那马可他要告诉我们一件事情是呢，我们遇到的困境越大，我们就会得到更多有关于耶稣的一个启示。In the、uh, in the Chinese language, there's this there's this character. And it's for the the word suffering. It's called 苦 right? 那中文呢？这个苦这个
And I was talking to someone this week, and he was describing how, you know, if you look at the character here, right, so these two things look like, what do they look like? Eyes. All the Taiwanese, you guys know, nose, and then a mouth, right? It's, oh, oh, it was about, oh, all right. Well, this guy thought it was completely common. So, um, he was a Buddhist, and he was explaining how this character represents that for humanity, to be human is to suffer. Like, to be human is to experience toil. And he said, you know, the way that Buddhism believes that you escape this kind of toil and this kind of suffering is by following this eightfold path, following this Tao that they give you. But I want us to see how Christianity offers us something so much better. It says, if we continue, it says very early in the morning, he came. From the last verse until this verse, a couple of hours have been there. They're stuck in their suffering. They're stuck in their toil. And it says that he came. That in his timing, in his way, he comes. And how does he come? How does he come to them? How does he come towards them? It says in verse 49, it says they saw him walking on the sea and he wanted to pass by them. Now when the Bible uses this word wanted to pass by them, the picture is not Jesus has this plan to sneak around his disciples. And the disciples, because they're so brilliant, they figured it out and they caught Jesus. That's not happening. What this word means is that there are these moments in, in the history of God's people where, where God pulls back the veil and he allows his glory to pass by and for us to witness that. And this is what Jesus is doing, that in a moment where the disciples feared failure, in a moment where they're straining, in a moment when they're experiencing toil, they got a greater revelation, a deeper revelation of the glory of Jesus. And I, I said this before, but I really do believe Mark has shown us time and time again that the greater the adversity, the, the moments where we take out steps of faith, we take risk, those are the moments, you guys, where we actually get to see a deeper and greater revelation of who Jesus is and the power of God. And I think that some of us have a really small view of Jesus. And it might be because you've never ever actually taken a step of faith. 
Then if you have a small view of Jesus, my guess is that you haven't really probably obeyed his commands and taken steps of faith where you've seen your weakness and you've seen his power. See, living by faith is, is, in, is when you have to take moments where you don't know what's going to happen next and you experience weakness, you experience risk, and then all of a sudden you see the power of God. And so it says here, Jesus is walking on the wind and the waves. It says this that Jesus is merely gliding and walking. This miracle is coming toward the disciples walking on the wind and the waves. And Mark wants you guys, he wants us to see this that what was an obstacle, what was a hindrance for the disciples become simple tools in the hands of Jesus to reveal his glory. This is encouraging because the wind and the waves that were harassing the disciples, they are merely instruments and tools for Christ to use to display his glory. And then there are things in your life and there are things in my life that you might experience as obstacles or hindrances. That maybe you see culture as being an obstacle or politics being an obstacle or your co-workers being an obstacle. But this is the truth of God, that God can use anyone, anything, anytime, any moment to reveal his glory and reveal his power, no matter how big, no matter how small. Okay. I would really encourage us to look around and where we are experiencing fear, where we are experiencing hindrances, I would ask us to look at those things and be ready because those are the places where Jesus is going to reveal his power and reveal his glory. And the thing about this story is that Mark reminds us of the gospel because it says that Jesus comes to them himself. And the guys, he could have calmed the waves while he was on the mountain, right? I mean, Jesus could have easily spoken to the storm like he did before and say, silence, be still. He could, he could have sent an angel and said, hey, Michael, Gabriel, whatever, you guys go in there and just push the boat to the other side. But he chose to come himself. This is the gospel. That when you and me are stuck in our sins, stuck in suffering, 
Jesus doesn't send an angel. Jesus doesn't just send a prophet. Jesus doesn't do it through a book. He does it through his body by coming himself and dying on a cross for our sins. The, the Bible says this in Ephesians 2.5, that we have been made alive with Christ even though we're dead in trespasses, that you are saved by grace. And so Jesus comes himself. And he says this to his disciples, and he would say the thing to us. He says in verse 50, he says, have courage, it's me. Do not be afraid. Jesus wants his disciples to understand that with the revelation of who he is as God in the flesh should come a lack of fear and a full confidence and a full assurance to obey what he's told him to do. This, this word have courage, it literally means to have full assurance, to be confident. Have courage. What a, what a message we need to hear as the church to be courageous. We've talked about this before, but nowhere in the Bible is being a coward something that's supposed to be honored. God has called us to be courageous, not because of us, but because of Him. And a question I ask myself is, does my life reflect that kind of full assurance and that confidence in who Jesus is and what he said he will do? There's this story of this uh, small church in the countryside and they're in a place where they're experiencing drought for, for, for weeks. And so one Sunday the pastor gets up and he says, you know, we're, we're supposed to be a people of faith, right? So we're going to pray for rain. And so tonight we're going to have a prayer meeting. We're going to pray for rain. And so late, later that evening, it was a smaller church. All the people come in and they're, they're sitting in the pews and they're about to start the service. <coughs> and they look out the window and they see the, the oldest uh, member of the church is walking towards the church. And, and they were so confused because it was hot outside and yet this old lady, she was walking to the church and she had like a full rain jacket on, a rain hat and rain boots walking toward the church with an umbrella. And so they got to the church and everybody's asking her, what are you doing? Like, what are you wearing? And she said, well, you guys might be praying for rain, but I'm preparing for it to come. 
然后呢，他就说：“哎，我知道你们现在可能在求雨哈，为雨为下雨祷告。那我呢是已经穿好准备来迎接一场雨了。Like, ”然后祷告了几个小时之后，他们就听到那个滴滴答答的声音。And all of a sudden, there's just a torrential downpour, and the lady goes out to the rain with her umbrella, just jumping around, and everybody's amazed at the faithfulness of God, but also the confidence of this woman to come prepared to receive the thing that they're praying for. City Light Church, are we preparing? Are you preparing to receive the thing that we are asking God for? That part of living a life of obedient faith is actually preparing to receive the thing that you're believing God for, and also asking God for, and also what you're reading about in the Word that He will do. 过一个这个顺服信心的生活呢，就是相信他要做到，甚至呢也明白他要做到的。So it says that Jesus came to him himself. 这里说到耶稣亲自出现。And so I want to speak really, really just one moment to those of us in here who might not be a Christian, who might not be a disciple of Jesus. 那可能在我们当中呢，有一些人还不是真的相信耶稣，也没有跟随耶稣。And here's the truth: is that without Christ, you are stuck. Just in the middle of this toil and of this suffering. And I've been there, and there's no lifeline, there's no life raft, there's no one coming to help you or to save you except for Jesus. And when you are experiencing the toil of life and you're stuck in the middle, there's only two options that people will give you. The first one is row harder, try harder, just get, just do your best, man. Work harder, make that money, like get rich and die. That's that's the option. 第一个建议呢，就是说啊，你们就是继续的尽量去做吧。The second option is jump overboard. Like this thing is going down. Hey, there's no shot. Let's just jump overboard. 那第二个建议就是说，那就转换跑道吧。反正因为已经没有任何的可以再做的。But can I persuade you to another option? It's surrender. It's surrender to the one who comes walking on the waves in His power and His glory. He jumps in the boat with you in your suffering and your toil with you, and He takes you to the other side. And so, church, as we reflect upon what Mark says, Mark is saying to be reminded of these four things about who Christ is as we live lives of obedient faith. Mark 说呢，当我们要活在耶稣基督里面的话，我们就要记得这四点。Trust in the commands of Christ. We're helped by the prayers of Christ. We're comforted by the knowledge of Christ, and we're empowered by the person of Christ. We remember these four things: obey Jesus' commands. Jesus is always with us. Jesus is unchanging. Jesus is with us. So, guys, for you and for me, the way that we live this out is: Are we still going to be the people God has called us to be? Obey the commands of Jesus that He's called us to obey, even when we don't see the results. Even we don't see things happening the way that we think that they should. We, as God's children, are we still going to continue to obey the commands of Jesus? 
And as we close, I want to give us some time to respond to the Word of God. Because as I was even praying for this message, I think that there's someone or maybe even people here where you know God is calling you to do something, but you're not preparing yourself to follow through with that because of fear or because of obstacles like we read in the story. And Jesus wants you to take a step of faith. I think there's people in here maybe that you've never even taken a step of faith to trust in Christ ever before. I'm just saying, would you respond by, by believing and trusting in the one who knows you, who created you, who wants a relationship with you? And then finally, for us as a church, as a community, as we continue this vision, man, to be a church planning church, to see things happen, would, would we prepare well? Like, would you help us as leadership? Would we be a community that prepares well? to receive what we believe God wants to give us. Let's stand, let's pray together.